It's just the thing, it's like, why do we even identify with those words? It's just who we are. So we identify to these meanings of these words, and so we know, okay, there's something wrong with me, and that's a disadvantage, when it's an advantage. Autism spectrum disorder, or autism, is an umbrella term for a bunch of different diagnoses. These include autistic disorder, Asperger's disorder, and pervasive development disorder. In the media and wider society, there are a number of misconceptions surrounding autism. But the biggest misconception is about the people who lie about themselves. You might not realize it looking at me or even in a conversation, but I am on the spectrum. I was diagnosed when I was 12 for me, my biggest struggles were eye contact and socialising with other people. It wasn't second nature to me, like it was for others. I was incredibly anxious as a kid, and often I'd actually spend time at lunch, particularly when I was in primary school, just drawing, keeping to myself. Despite having those struggles, I was actually very academic at school. I was really good at sport, and when I found something I was passionate about, I'd latch onto it, I'd be super laser focused. I've come to realise that some of my greatest strengths come from it. It's not a tragedy to be on it at all. So my aim is that hopefully by going through this process and talking with people and learning about how others on the spectrum live their lives, that I'll learn a little bit more about myself, but I'll also learn how other amazing people with brains that work in amazing ways are able to have these fantastic lives and have the successes that they do. In order for me to be able to show you the unique and amazing minds which live on the spectrum, I need to get a better understanding of what autism is from someone more knowledgeable on the subject. Meet Professor Andrew Whitehouse, Director of the Autistic Research Team at the Telethon Kids Institute at the University of Western Australia. His experience as a researcher and clinician has seen him recognised in the field for both his work in Australia and in other parts of the world. I sat down with him over Zoom to ask him a few questions. Autism spectrum disorder is what we call a neurodevelopmental condition, which means that something happens early on in development, before birth, around the time of birth, or early after birth, um, to make the brain develop differently to what we typically expect. We know there's a genetic component to autism, a really large genetic component, but the genetics involved are different for different kids. Autism is hugely variable, um, as variable, if not more variable than humanity itself. And so um, um, uh, back to back in clinic appointments, we might see kids who are five years of age and unable to talk, unable to toilet themselves, really having very significant challenges on their day-to-day -day life. And the next appointment might be a child who's able to talk, um, um, you know, able to tell you jokes, able, you know, highly intelligent and, and verbal, but they're still experiencing social and communication challenges. Um, and both of these kids will have a diagnosis of autism. Of course, this is why we refer to the autism spectrum, and, and the spectrum really just um, indicates that uh, uh, there is um, no one mould of autism, just like there's no one mould of any human that's, that's on this planet. Um, and that, um, yes, there are some commonalities in the behaviours that are shown, but, you know, it's hugely variable between different individuals. How, how have, I guess, perceptions in your field changed and 
have they changed for better or for worse? Uh, when I started out in the field around 20 years ago, so um, it seems a long time now, but it's really not a long time. Um, um, you know, autism um, was really only for children only received a diagnosis of autism. Um, is they were very severely affected um, and we often we were searching for the gene that resulted in kids developing differently and the brain difference that made behaviours um, um, that we diagnose autism appear in a child. What we now know is that actually um, um, autism can be present in kids um, without intellectual disability and, and in fact the majority of people with a diagnosis of autism are highly fluent with language, highly intelligent, um, very major contributors to our society. One thing that I wish people knew better is that um, autism is just um, a label and that as soon as we hear the word autism, um, um, we can keep it in our mind, but we need to go deeper. Um, um, people on the autism spectrum are people. Talking with Andrew really solidified for me that a diagnosis is not the be-all and end-all when we refer to people on the spectrum. Yes, it can't be denied that the nature of the spectrum is so varied and that there are some that are on the spectrum that are going to struggle and come across more challenges in life than others. However, a diagnosis of autism is not a tragedy. As we were talking, my mind immediately thought of a person I know. Someone who really personifies this and proves that being on the spectrum doesn't mean you can't have a successful, fulfilling life. Hey, f balls! I don't mind if you're taught. We'll look after your body. A few expletives in this documentary, sorry, Jordan. This is Jared. I met Jared at the start of the year through his gym. Over the time I've known him and been part of his community, I've had the privilege to see his passion and energy for faith and the people involved. What came as a surprise to me, however, was Jared, like me, was on the spectrum. I think I didn't, like, to be honest with you, within my own self, I probably didn't identify. I was more identified with, like, why am I doing things that the other kids aren't? So, e.g., going to Macquarie University with mum and dad to get further studies. Like, why am I leaving school when the other, when the other kids are still at school? Like, what am I doing or why is it that I'm doing this DAP program or why am I doing a little bit more intimate stuff? I guess I was inquisitive to want to know why am I doing different things to other students and from there I started to understand. Um, but to be honest with you mate, like to be honest with you, I probably haven't really recognised and lent into it and really absorbed it for what it was until the last 6 to 12 months. Like I actually beat myself up for, into school just thinking I was dumb. Like I just thought I was dumb and I couldn't concentrate actual case it's completely wrong it's far from it i'm actually very 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 creative and very switched on in aspects that um i'm very passionate about and to be honest with you a lot of the work that i can create and not a lot of people can take themselves to that space of creativity to have to want to create that so jared as a child was a pretty active you know didn't want to sit down and do coloring in or whatever had to be outside running around playing that was probably more like struggling with his learning difficulties and trying to explain things to him. I know when you, he was doing his maths and Gavin would help him, sometimes you'd have to explain one little thing five or six times in six different ways before he'd get it. And once he got it, you know, it was, oh, that was easy. But the frustration out of it all to get to try and explain things in so many different ways was, yeah probably um, 
very frustrating for us as parents and for him as a child, you know. Like he was always a very social boy and um, loved going out and doing things with other kids. So you probably didn't really, apart from his learning difficulties, wouldn't have thought that he had a little bit of autism Asperger's. And it wasn't till year seven, I think, the teachers asked, could we send him down to Macquarie and get him tested? The school system didn't necessarily help someone on the spectrum because, you know, you're meant to learn in this particular way and if you don't... I felt like primary school I could really excel because there was a little bit more um, creative nature within the primary school syllabus. But then coming into high school, it really stood out that I really, really struggled. Uh, I spoke about this recently at a school I spoke to, my old school, the Adventist school about I just felt dumb and I, and I downgraded the feeling of that um, to just laugh it off, act like I didn't care. But in actual fact, I did care. Um, the syllabus just didn't support how, uh, how I learn, unfortunately. Very visually, um, I love open conversations and unfortunately, um, I guess being the minority in that aspect and being a small percentage, you know, they're not going to just create a syllabus based around me and how I learn. But yeah, I just couldn't learn a school. Yeah, I just got bored, but I enjoyed school. I loved school, I loved sport. I loved hanging out with my friends. I loved the routine aspect. Routine plays a huge part in how Jared sets himself up for the day. He attributes it to his success at work and in life in general. My morning routine starts at five past four in the morning. I'll do my morning routine, then I'll have some sort of input or output. Normally after that initial input or output that I do after my morning routine, I then go to the beach every morning, I go for a swim, um, I grab a coffee and I just connect with amazing humans down in Terrigal and I just feel like that really just fills myself up with so much love and gratitude. Just being down at the beach, having so many meaningful conversations um, and I just feel like that's really been a big thing for me this year. Um, it's just I see those guys as family down at the beach and we just connect and um, it's really amazing. and. Um, yeah, it, it just feels good and that just allows me to sort of mellow into the day. Alright, let me clear my bowels and then we'll be out for that. <laughs> sure, no worries. I don't think you'd want to film that. No, no, you're all good. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays is sort of like prospects, people that are coming into experience based and leadership um, and a few miscellaneous things. But Tuesday and Thursdays are the space that I'm moving into and that's creativity day creating programs, overviewing the business and how I can innovate things and how I can mix things up. So um, yeah, definitely not in the business as much anymore. Um, only taking like nine classes a week now at about 28, 29, um, just allowing me to tap into the things that I feel like um, really light my soul on fire, which is fantastic. It requires a type of person, I think, to have that much like go and focus and drive in an area that he's passionate in. And it's like not only just drive and motivation, it's like I'm going to get there and I'm going to do it very well. Um, and I think he's gotten to a point now that it's like base, I don't, I don't think like base wouldn't be able to grow or, or continue without those specific traits. And I think it all comes back to having that laser focus. His vision is so clear and he's like not going to hold back in getting there. And I think for so long, he thought he was different and he thought that because he thought differently, like that he was weird and that he couldn't have this success and that he couldn't 
you know, because he didn't fit the box. He didn't fit in the status quo. He wasn't necessarily smart at school and he couldn't like fit into that university or whatever it was that he thought was expected of him. But it's not until now he's just like, you know, I just needed to figure out how I operate. Yeah, it's really opened up my eyes a lot in that space. Like there's stuff that I'm like, wow, I wish I, wish I was a bit like that, to be honest. Like gets the job done. <laughs> Despite the advantages that Jared lists due to his diagnosis on the spectrum, there are some challenges that come with it. However, both Jared and his family can see the humour in it all. One of my um, signs of my autism or Asperger's is my sensories. And so, I, like, I eat, I can probably be times eating with my mouth open and eating terribly, but if I hear someone else, like, my sensories go off the chain and it feels like something takes over in my brain and I'm like, I'm so flustered and frazzled and I'll hear stuff and I have like just my my hearing is just like straight on something I'm like Ugh, like don't eat with my mouth open I can hear you chewing and stuff like that. The sensory part even now if there's little lumps in his bed you know I'm sure Taylor can vouch for that his girlfriend now but he'd get just you know his almost like his skin was itchy and yeah things like that. Mum would um I often have to tie my shoelaces to the point of breaking my shoes. And she'd almost have to every day tie my shoelaces so tight and she'd almost break her fingers. He would just have these massive meltdowns because you couldn't fix it and do it how he needed it to be done. I remember one day we were driving down in Cherrybrook where we lived and um, he was just having this massive meltdown because I couldn't do his shoelaces tight enough. I ended up stopping the car, putting him out on the grass locking the door, just letting him sit on the grass because I just couldn't cope anymore. So where does Jared's story leave us? The biggest thing I took away from the conversation with him was that being on the spectrum can be challenging, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the world because of it. The fact that we think differently can allow us to participate in society and contribute in ways that neurotypical people may not be able to. To sum up, I'm going to finish on a few words which stood out for me from my conversation with Andrew. Autism is the furthest thing from a tragedy um, that I can think of. Um, autism provides lots of assets to a person's uh, life. Yes, there are definite challenges that come along with that, not just for the child um, or, or the individual, but also their family. But the assets that can come along with that in terms of the way people think um, and, and how that thought can then contribute to our society. Um, uh, that is the first, furthest thing from a tragedy that I can think. It's now our responsibility um, as members of community to ensure that people are supported, to, to be within our community and to use those assets to benefit all of us.